Please uh, get to your seats. <laughs> Saw people shuffling in. Hey, I have just a, a few announcements for you guys. Um, come uh, December 1st, uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. We're going to be setting up our Christmas decor. So if you want to be a part of that, you know, we're going to be doing Kids Life and out here, festivities abound. So, and feed you. Sorry. God. 
Becky makes it nice. Um, also, uh, next Sunday, December, is that next Sunday? On December 4th, I'm sorry, our first Sunday, uh, we have our New Life Basics course, class, after service. Um, so, especially if there's any of us uh, that serve, that haven't gone, you may feel like, well, I've been here forever. We're all getting together, we're doing the New Life Basics class. So we all get on the same page with Pastor Angelo and everything, so. Um, and also, coming next year, uh, we are going to have a 10-week session of Rooted. So, uh, yeah, if you're thinking about that. Um, pardon me? Oh, it's our, uh, Rooted is our, um, our discipleship core class, pretty much. It, we go over the rhythms of life as a Christian, and we go over uh, things like uh, daily devotion, your prayer life, um, sacrificial giving, all the things that we are expected to, good habits that we create in our life, our disciplines uh, for this Christian life. So um, I can get into it a little bit more. Uh, and if you have questions about it, please come see me. Um, but it's a book. It's 10 weeks. It's a, it's a Tuesday evening. And then there's also experiences with that. So community service and uh, prayer experience, things like that. Um, and we have a very special service. As you can see, you're sitting next to your families. So uh, we were talking before about how this is not a, we don't have a, the production value is uh is what it is you know so authentic. we're going, <laughs> going more so if this is more like a family reunion than than a christmas play then that's what it is all right so we're cueing each other we got people moving all around our kids are uh, highly involved so uh let's just enjoy ourselves lord we thank you for this time together. Lord, thank you for our families. Thank you for bringing us uh, all together in a special service. Um, it is a reminder of what we are. We are one body for you. Jesus, we are we're here to praise you. We are here to exercise these muscles as a body. We're here to praise to learn, to have compassion, kindness, patience, and long-suffering. Yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> but Lord, we love you, and we want you to be honored. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please rise.
Take a seat. 
because uh, our preschoolers are going to come up first. Um, so we're going to basically have some of our kids are going to come up. They're going to say a couple things. We're going to sing. There will be some dancing. So if you already need to be stretching, that now is your time. Like if you need a second, because man, they are so excited. So let's see. Is yep. There's Cassie Levi. Oh yes. This is our preschool, and they wanna they wanna tell you some things. Oh yeah, yep, oh yeah. Come on, sugar, yep, we see you. <laughs> Bridget, you want me to come grab her? Okay. Okay, so our memory verse for, we're actually doing September because all of ours are a little similar, so I want ours to be different and special, right? So ours is going to be, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5. So if I said, London, come over here, love. London is not shy, so I don't know. It's shy because it's shy. She is not shy. I'm not sure what's happening with London. Okay, so if I said to you, who loves you no matter what? Jesus. Who loves you no matter what? God So, Kinsey, if I said to you, who loves you no matter what? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus loves a man. Good job, you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Where are all my K through fifth? Come on stage, come join me, because we're going to dance first. So, yeah. So, okay. So, fam, we're going to stand up. And I think that this little screen is going to come back. Awesome, awesome. Who else? Benna? Going to come show your Just Dance moves? Okay. Are we good? K through fifth. So, if there's anyone who wants to, you can... Is that... Bryn. Bryn. The girl. Girl, come on. I know you know this girl. Come on. Here we go. Kim, Kimber. Austin, I got the mic. Oh, Arabelle, where, Arabelle, what you doing, girl? Dancing quick. Come on. Come. Yes, girl. Yes. Okay. Derek, here we go. Okay, so this is the worship song that they have been doing in all the grades. It's going to come on. So will you stand with us? Because we're going to worship together. And you guys can spread out if you need room, because I know these dance moves are intense. Some of you can come up here if you're feeling extra spicy and ready. I'm here for it. All of these babies are not shy. Okay, Derek, we are ready. Oh, y'all need to
mess it. Yep, hang on to this. Oh no, it's yours now, Ollie. That is after, yep, we're gonna have actually Miss Susie and Miss Salvation's class. Our K through first grade. Da -na -na, da -na -na. Girl, just say hi. Susie's not gonna bite you, it's fine. basic truth is I can trust God no matter what and our verse is are you guys ready one two three let us tired of doing good Galatians 6 9 Yeah, let's say that we're gonna go into worship. Some more. More dancing. Come on. Come on. Get those hips working back and forth. Here we go. Come on. You can do it. No things are possible. Patient in every heartache, God, you have never. 
One through four. Ollie, I know it's you, baby. I know. I know. I'm trying to act like I was in. One, two, three. Who was my four? Savannah. Savannah Jane. Girl. Come on. I'm out here. There we go. Okay. Are you ready? Today's bottom line, number one, you can do what you should even when others are afraid. Be strong and brave. Do not be afraid. Do not lose hope. I am the Lord your God. I will be with you everywhere you go. Joshua 1.9. Courage. Being brave enough to do what you, do, what you should do even when you are afraid. I can trust God no matter what. I mean, we're getting our exercise today. Let's stand and we're going to worship again. <laughs> Family reunion plus exercise. Stand against us, pure love in a wall. 
cramp if you got it. You got time. Visit amongst yourselves real quick. Hang on.
looking for I'm looking for my mom. Um, y'all, these these are our wonderful teenagers, middle school, high school, y'all. And we have been going over the armor of God, so something a little different. Um, our hope is to encourage them to turn to God for everything, especially at this age and this time, even for us adults. Um, and then everyone that's up here has one of these books, and they get to keep these. And I get to sound like a mom here to y'all, but I really encourage y'all to pull these out, or if they haven't shown them to you, have them show them to you. Because yeah. there is a part back here that is a parent's guide. So if you aren't gathering around the table, it's a great time to gather around the table, y'all. Really great time. So you can go over this and you can go over the armor of God with them, or they can even share with you what they've learned. And my legs are shaking, so I gotta go. <laughs> All right, y'all know, know what you're doing? strengthened by the Lord and his vast strength put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers of the darkness against the evil and spiritual forces in the heavens for this reason take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand stand therefore with the truth like a belt around your waist The belt, of, the belt of truth is knowing God and knowing his standards. Righteousness is like armor on your chest. God will help me make right choices. And your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. God gives me peace when I am angry or anxious. In every situation, take up the shield of faith. An act of faith is... By trusting in God as a Christian shield. With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is Jesus, and he is the light to our path. Yeah. And the sword of the Spirit. Depending upon God's word. Which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert with all the perseverance and intercessions for all the saints. Check. Is this thing on? Good morning. Is Has this been exhilarating or what? Come on. We, we are having a great time. Um, all of God's children, old and young, are hanging out together this morning. And it this is really awesome, isn't it? Come on. If you are a young child of God, all right, why don't you raise your hand? Come on, wave at me. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm a little bit concerned about some of you adults, how you view yourselves, okay? If we have some more experienced children of God, can you wave at me? Come on. Nice. 
One of the things that I love about God's, God's church and God's children is that there is love and joy between generations. Come on, can you find someone that might be in a different generation than you, but is in the same family as you of God? Come on, and wave at them. Come on, make some eye contact. Younger people don't make too much eye contact with an older child of God, all right? We are sensitive about our age um, as we get older, amen? All right, well, um, some of us are struggling and some of us are not, that's awesome. Well, this morning, I want to talk to you about uh, table gatherings. I want to talk to you about rhythms. And I am a terrible salesperson, okay? Um, and so I'm just going to ask you guys to buy up front. Forget the pitch. Just forget it all. And I want you to buy it up front. Can you guys put those QR codes up? Grab your phones. This is the time to grab your phone. Pull your camera out. That's right. Take pictures of people. I'm just kidding. Point it at this thing that says, scan me, all right? And you should have a little thing pop up on your browser. Come on, I, I know some of you guys know how to use your phone, and some of you don't, and that's fine, okay? All right, we're gonna give you 10 more seconds, okay? Just, just it'll be open on your browser, you can come to it later, all right? Can you guys put the, the next one? Okay, scan that one. Open up your browser and then, like good, good, holy, church-going folk, put your phone back down, put it on silent, and focus on God's work. All right? You guys can come back to those. Look at that technology. Isn't that crazy? Pretty cool. Well, I'm supposed to be talking about what we call table gatherings, um, which is a just kind of a, a movement that we are trying to implement in the church where families are gathering together weekly, frequently, all right, around a table, looking at each other in the eyes, not scrolling, right? I feel like the phone has replaced the newspaper at the breakfast table, anybody? Come on. Um, and I'm guilty of this as much as the next person, um, that when my kids walk into the room, I'm on my phone. Come on. Kids, have you ever seen your parents on their phone? Yeah. Whoa, don't, don't raise your hand and be loud about it. Gosh. I feel condemnation. And I don't think cell phones are going away, all right? But we can take steps to be intentional with our families. We can take steps to be intentional about the people that we walk with week in and week out. Um, and so we do these things called table gatherings. It's in your browser, okay? Um, our website, you can see all the information on there. You can join our group, get weekly notifications of when the guides come out. And it's really kind of a fun thing um, to walk through, do communion together, pray together, spend some time together over um, what is preached on Sunday, we then make it applicable, okay? So you, you know, it's very light. It's not nearly as intense as Pastor Andy's messages, okay? But we take a sliver of it, okay? And you cover it with your family, um, and it's really, really cool. Uh, it's really fun to have your children ask you things about the Bible. Um, so jump on that. That's one of the things. And sorry, I feel like I have to tell you guys all this stuff, okay? But I can't speed up like they do in the commercials. Um, 
we, we do that and that's a rhythm. And every month we switch our rhythms and as uh, Joey was talking about earlier, we have seven rhythms that we go through every single year. Um, and so we're going, you know, every month we're doing the next one. This month we're doing sacrificial giving or sacrificial generosity. Um, and so it's really fun. It's really awesome. Um, now that's done. Okay, that's great. We're done. In Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, verse 6, do I hear analog pages being turned? This is amazing. Isaiah 55, verse 6 says this, seek the Lord while you can find him. If you are listening to me right now, that is you. Come on, think about that. Seek the Lord when you can find him, right? You still have the opportunity right now. Call on him now while he is near. Um, this Sunday is not about uh, presentation. This Sunday is not about, you know, uh, entertainment. It is about authenticity. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I see you. Come on. So I'm going to be authentic with you just a little bit. And this is one of the reasons why I um, uh, am in charge of table gatherings, because I'm super passionate about it uh, for this reason. Isaiah says, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Um, I love my children. And uh, I'm also going to college. So those are conflicting things, and I hate it. Um, I was going over this thing and it, you know, it was asking me, you know, a five-year plan and, you know, what are, what are your goals in five years? And I was like, to be two years through community college, like I can do this, okay? Um, and then it dawned on me that my son is 13. And in five years, he's going to be out of my house. God is a way better father than I'm ever going to be. The thought of not being around Tristan every day is killing me. Anybody ever gone through that? Come on. When God says, seek the Lord while you can find him, call on him now while he is near. Come on. Rhythm is about frequency. Rhythm is about frequency. Rhythm is about frequency, and in this white county, we're not really sure what that means, okay? Some of us have it, and God bless us, some of us don't, right? Anybody feel like your, your weekly rhythms, your monthly rhythms are a little out of step and a little janky? Come on. When we talk about rhythms, there's, you know, we've got daily devotion, which you guys are bright enough to know how often that is, <laughs> right? Okay, um, but our, our, our table gatherings are weekly rhythms, right? Um, because I, I will start crying, I haven't done the math on how many weeks I have with Tristan. Oh, gosh, right? We only have today. We're only promised today. We're only promised right now. Now, and good intentions 
don't really cut it, do they? When my kids walk in and I think, oh, I intended to put my phone down earlier, but here I am scrolling. Here I am texting somebody about work. Here I am responding to an email. Here I am, duh, 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 right? There is a time and the time is right now to be intentional with our kids, to be intentional with our parents. Oh, you didn't see that coming, did you? Plot twist. Come on, kids. I encourage you not to get bitter, to not get fed up with your parents because we need forgiveness too. Can I get an amen? We love you. We want to be with you. We want to spend time with you. We want to talk about important things with you. But we are also humans. Amen? Amen. Come on. We only have today. So as a church, as children of God, let's be intentional about our frequency. How often we are looking each other in the eye and talking about the things of God. One of the reasons why we need to do that um, is... And I cannot stress enough that Pastor's, Pastor Andy's message last week was incredible. Come on, can we give a round of applause for this man of God? Come on. Um, if you didn't see it, it was eight rules on interpreting the Bible. Because I come into things with the biases that I have, and I read the Bible the way that I read maybe a Louis L'Amour Western novel, right? Come on. Right? And some of us interpret the Bible like it's a Tolkien fantasy story, right? Um, and, or, or maybe whatever it is that your thing is. Um, but in Isaiah, later he, on in verse 8, he says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. God is so good. God is so good. God has your best at mind. God wants you to have life and life abundantly. God wants you to have so much energy that you are almost as exuberant as Bruce Holt, who serves free coffee in the morning on Sunday. Not to diminish the work that the young people are doing in the coffee shop, okay? There's just something... But, it's, but it is not free coffee unless you volunteer in Kids Life. Then you get free coffee. Anyways, we are way off track. God has good things for you. And honestly, we think that we know what we're doing. Right? Come on. Let's be honest. We think that we know what we're doing. At some point... We think that we know what we're doing. How do I know that? Because we don't ask questions of people. We don't ask people how to do this thing. We don't ask people, hey, hey, you, you know, you're good at this. Show me how to do it. It's like, oh, no, we are a generation of DIY, baby. And we carry that right into the spiritual world. Amen. Come on. My ways, uh, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine gathering weekly going through the bible being open and letting your kids ask questions that you want to ask but you're embarrassed to ask because you think you might know what that means but you're definitely sure that you don't come on 
My daughter asked me, and we're going to do communion. Uh, do we want to... Where is... Joey. Can we get ready? Like on deck? Communion? One of the things that we do in table gatherings is that we take communion, that we observe um, the Lord's death. And my beautiful daughter, reading through in 2 Corinthians, and it says, um, and we do this in remembrance of him, um, remembering the Lord's death until he comes. And Vienna's like, oh, like that's a little grim. Like, why are we, why are we? And I thought, I've never thought of that before. We've just always, who's just always done communion? Right? You close your eyes, you wait for them to say, take the bread, right? And you shove a little cracker in your mouth, right? And then they say some more words, and then they say, let's take the cup. Take it where? Right? I know that you're not taking it to the garbage because they're all over the place in here. <laughs> and we forget about what it's about. And so um, now I think that I'm stealing Pastor Andy's uh, part of this authentic show but um i want to encourage you that if if you want to get into a rhythm with your family the time is now if you want to get into a rhythm with your parents bug them they have the link on their phone right now okay bug them and say mom dad i want to sit down once a week with you without phones and i want to talk about god and i want you to ask me about my day and i want to ask questions Come on. The time is now for us to get really serious about engaging with God's word and engaging with each other. Amen? Amen. Pastor Andy? Oh, round of applause. Better than that. I'm undressed. There we go. Guys, go ahead and come on up over into this corner right over here. Communion is an opportunity to remember the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross for us. And it's celebrated by those to whom Christ is their Savior. Amen? Amen. Can we turn my mic down just a little bit? There we go. Thank you. I feel like I'm yelling. They always give me the hard stuff, so it always sounds like I'm yelling. It's always my fault that I'm yelling. Angela makes you laugh, I make you cry. <laughs> so before we participate, we want to get the elements in our hands. And so if you would like to take communion today, if Christ is your Savior, you'd like to take communion today, come ahead. Let's go ahead and stand just real quick so you can make some room for people. And grab a cup and grab a cracker. And then you may be seated when you get back to your place. Some in the back, some in the front. Kids did good today, didn't they? Teachers are doing an amazing job with them, um, and they're, they're, they're loving teaching your kids. So some of you must be doing some good things at home, because there's some good kids in this church. 
Angelo was supposed to be playing the guitar in the background at this time, but that's okay. He did his part and just walked away. He's in his car halfway to Hammond right now. Where did he go? Play something, dude. That's what happens when you get old. When you get in your place, when you get in your place, we want to do three things. We want to reflect on the great sacrifice that was made for our sins. Take a moment and think about Jesus Christ going to the cross, being beaten for being perfect. Think about for the moment him hanging on that cross and the blood from his broken body just pouring out of him. And he did that for our sins. Stand up, guys. He did that for our sins. 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 If he hasn't done that for your sins, then this means nothing to you. But if he's been the sacrifice for your sins, you might want to just reflect on it for a moment. What he did for you. Second thing we want to think about is we want to repent of the things in our life that might bring a reproach upon that sacrifice. He gave his life for our sins, and if, if he's done that for you and we continue in sin, we make a mockery of his sacrifice. So we might want to take just a minute and bow our heads and confess the sins that we've committed against him in the last week, in the last month, in the last year since the last time you repented of your sins, whatever that was. Take just a moment. We want to reflect, we want to repent. If you're still going on repentance, just keep going and I'll just keep talking. That just means you got a lot of sin you want to bring before him, and that's okay. He can handle all of your sin. But the third thing we want to do, we want to rejoice. This is not just a somber moment. Yes, he gave his life for our sins, and yes, we have sinned and we need to seek repentance of those sins. But because of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Okay. We need to rejoice that because of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. We need to be happy in church. We need to be excited because what Jesus Christ did paid for my sins. We've been restored to God. That which separated me from God was my sins. And because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me, brought me back to a loving relationship with God the Father in heaven. I want to rejoice that I've been brought back into that relationship because of not anything that I have done, but everything that Jesus Christ has done for me. 
And we have a right to be God's children because of Jesus Christ. We have a right. Whoever you've been in your life before Jesus is transformed when you, be, when you trust Christ as your Savior. You become a child of God. He's a loving father. He's a compassionate father. He's a caring father. I think of the prodigal son and that father just waiting for that son to come back home. Think about the father, how long he waited for you to just come back home to him. And he received you with open arms. He, he was running towards you as he saw you come over that horizon. And we have eternal life. Being a Christian is a happy thing. We have eternal life. We've been given eternal life, not because of anything that we have done, and I'm going to say that over and over again, but everything that He has done. We need to rejoice. I'm going to read a little different communion verse today. It's 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18. And I left my glasses, so I'm going to have to read it off my paper, or I'll read it off the wall. We got it on the wall? There we go. As a, oh no, we need to pull that out. NLT. Hang on one second, because I want you to see these words. I want you to see these words. These guys do a great job week in and week out. Tell me when you got it. We got time because normally I preach till 11.30 and I'm not going to take that much time, amen? <laughs> so you guys should be happy. And by the way, the kids have done awesome in the auditorium today, have they not? Yes. Give them a hand. Give the kids a hand. Because I remember what it was like to be a kid before there was electronics. And I had to use coloring books. That was as electronic as my parents got, Crayola. And all I did was eat them, so... Look at this verse. For you know, for you know, if Jesus Christ is your Savior, there's something that you know. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you. You know that God paid a ransom to save you. You know that God, come on. You know that God paid a ransom to save you. From the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. That empty life of sin, that empty life of separation from God, that empty life of life. And it was not paid with gold or silver, mere gold or silver, which lose their value if you have stock. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Money Gold, silver, money is nothing to God. It didn't save your soul. It didn't buy your salvation. It didn't pay for your sins. You don't got enough money to pay for your sins. And if you did, someone would steal it on the internet from you. Someone from Nigeria. I don't know. I just have a... Whoops. It was the precious blood of Christ 
It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he's been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you've come to trust in God and have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You know, you know that God did that for you. That's why we take communion. To remember what he's done for us. So we're going to pray a prayer and it's going to be a long prayer. So you're just going to have to take it three words at a time because that's as slow as I'm going to go. I'm going to, you're going to repeat it back to me. So I'm going to say the words, repeat it back to me. Now, this prayer goes two ways. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've already trusted Christ as your Savior, this is your prayer to God in remembrance of what Christ has done for you. If you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, but you're wanting to, to, to be forgiven of your sins, you're wanting to be saved, you're wanting to be born again, if we can use all those wonderful terms that we use in church, this prayer can be the, your prayer of salvation. So you need to be serious about this prayer. Because this prayer could save your soul. Scripture teaches, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we're calling upon the name of the Lord right now. So you ready to pray? Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I can never forget your great sacrifice for my sins. Your broken body and shed blood I remember. I remember. You were, you were innocent. I was guilty. I was guilty. But, I you but I needed you to pay the penalty for my sin. For my sin. Before, I this bread, Before I take this bread and drink this cup, drink this cup I, recognize the sins I recognize the sins that I've committed before you. Committed and I confess them in your, in your presence. Because of what you've done for me, of of done for, me. Forgiving for giving my sins, forgiving my sins. You've, set you've set me free. Though unworthy, Though unworthy you, loved me. you loved me. This is not another act of religion. I recognize how precious and holy this moment is. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus for, your for your sacrifice. It changed my life, changed my life. Brought, me brought me peace and joy. Thank you for your body that was broken for me. Partake in your cracker. Before we go on, just I just want to stop for a moment, just heads bowed, eyes closed. You're partaking in the sufferings of Jesus. You're remembering what he's done for you. Paying the price for your sin. Though innocent, he suffered for your sake.
Let's continue that prayer. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Thank you for your blood that paid for my sin and satisfied God for him to forgive me. It's the precious blood of Jesus. Let's partake in the blood. Jesus, we love you. And we appreciate everything that you've done for us. As we prepare to leave this place, we do so willing to share you with those around us. Because you've made such a difference in our lives. We know that you can make a difference in theirs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One last verse, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. I'm going to say that one more time. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, I can't help but serve God. I can't help for all he's done for me. I can't help but make sure others hear about how awesome he is. I'm a prisoner to that. I can't get out of it. I can't get away from it. No matter where I go, I'm compelled to share the love of Jesus Christ with those around me. Beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. How are we going to be? We're always going to be humble and gentle. We're going to be patient with each other. We're going to be patient with each other. Husbands and wives, as you go home, we're going to be patient with each other. We just took communion. We're going to be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults. Wow, that's marriage counseling 101. Making allowance for each other's faults. We need to recognize that our salvation wasn't based upon our perfection, but His. Because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Communion. It's about remembering Jesus Christ, but communion is also about being respectful towards each other. We have, if Christ is your Savior, we have something in common. And it's not my good works or my good looks. Because some of you need some help in that department. That was a joke. In case you're new to new life. But what we have in common is Jesus Christ. Because of that, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to treat each other with that respect and that honor and that way. If Christ is our Savior, we should love one another. Serve one another. Care for one another. That's what I see in the children's ministry at New Life Church. What what we have is we have people who don't have any physical connection to the kids in their class. 
but they teach your children because they have a spiritual connection with Jesus Christ with you. And they want to help you grow your children in Christ. And I can promise you that our teachers are gentle and patient and make allowance for your children's faults and for the faults of you as a parent who sometimes, sometimes we're not a perfect parent, right? One last thing we've got to talk about today is offerings. But we're going to pray for that instead. Is that okay? Let's pray. Father, with thanksgiving coming upon us, I just want to be thankful to those who support this ministry and trust you with their tithes and offerings. I'm thankful that they're willing to put their faith in you and not in the world's financial situation. That they're not trusting in their money that they have in their savings or checking account. They're trusting in the God who saved them and who's checked their sin. Father, as we think about the offerings that have come in over the last year, it's come from sacrifice and serving and working and labor and at times suffering. But they still trust you more than they trust themselves. They still trust the value of supporting their local church to make sure that the gospel is spread. So Father, I just want to say thank you to those who supported this ministry and who will continue to support it. And Father, one last thing. I want you to move on the hearts of those who trust you today to be their Savior. That when they prayed that prayer, they meant it from the heart. If they already know Christ is their Savior, praise God for that. This is just a celebration for us. But if they don't know Christ until this moment where they called upon you to save them, encourage them to take that next step of faith, to not be ashamed of the Word of God, to not be ashamed of Christ, and to let us know that they have trusted Christ as their Savior, to not be afraid and not have fear, but if they called upon you to save them, if they called upon you to have their sins forgiven, encourage them to take the next step, which is just sharing what they've done in the name of Jesus so that we can help them on their journey. Father, we love you. We love the kids. We're thankful for them. We love the teachers. We're appreciative of them more than, more than they know. But we're going to leave this place right now. We've gathered together. We've sung songs to you because you're worthy. We've, we've shared verses about you because you're worthy. We've shared truths about you because you're worthy. We want to do family gatherings together. We want families at tables together, looking each other in the eye because of you. We've taken communion because of you. It's all about you today. So as we leave this place, let that not stop. Let the rest of the afternoon be about you. And Lord, bring us back together again next week to worship you and to honor you and to praise you. We love you so. And Jesus, we pray and all God's people said, Amen. guys, go home. And if you forget your kids this time, I know it's on purpose because you've got them sitting next to you. Have a great day.
worship the God who is. We worship the God who is.